0: Hi, I'm Abigail. And I'm Dabney. Welcome Welcome to to You vs. You, You. You, a space where we give permission to talk openly about things no one
1: talks about and everything we wish we would have known when we were younger that we know now. The only thing we know for sure is that we don't know it all.
0: All right, guys, welcome back to another podcast. I've got Dabney back in the studio today. Um. so business as usual and today we are going to explore the topic of coddling and kind of discuss like children that might have been coddled by their parents and how that affects us later on in life and then how our friendships that don't necessarily give us tough love or friends that kind of coddle us and spouses, anyways, kind of just like the whole topic of coddling in general, which I was thinking of the other night, so I thought it would be interesting to maybe speak to because I think a lot of people um, are affected by it, but no one really talks about it, so, and as a parent, it's probably good to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, with that being said, um, I was just telling Davini that I saw, like, a – Post the other day or something on social media and it was like the friends that call you out on your bullshit love you more than the friends that don't and I thought that was so interesting and I don't know Davini if you can like have any experience that you've seen firsthand but I've seen friends that have so much potential and They kind of just make stupid choices or like they just don't have the proper guidance or ambition. I don't really know what it is. But then they kind of continue to hang out with the same group that want to keep them there. And I don't know at like what point you step in and you're like, dude, Mm -hmm. you are so much better than this. Get your shit together. Like you're a loser. But that doesn't, I don't know
1: very many people that do that. No, not at all. And when people do that they're just holding themselves back mm-hmm. i mean they're not growing and they're not going anywhere so as a friend personally like you should step in and tell them like yeah dude, get it together <laughs> like you were going nowhere right and i don't have you ever had to do that Navigate so that? i my brother and i are very tough love on each other mm. and i completely respect him for that and he's the one person in my life that's like dude Like, no matter what I'm doing, he's like, dude, why? why? Like, or – and I can do the same thing to him, and it's, like, no hard feelings at all. Interesting. And so I'm super grateful to have that person in my life because if I'm doing anything, he's like, um, -hmm. you might want to think again. (laughs) Or, you know, same thing with him. Mm -hmm. And even though in that moment you're like, dude, I'm doing just fine for myself, then you start thinking about it, you know. And definitely my two closest friends – like, I can definitely be that way. Like, I would consider myself a tough love friend. I don't mm-hmm. have any prob- problem telling them <laughs> mm-hmm. how it is. But at the same time, if you tell somebody how it is as a friend and they don't want to hear it and they don't want to change, then you just kind of come off as a bitch. You right.
0: Know? I know. And that's what I'm like. And I've asked my husband about it, too, like with his buddies and stuff that he doesn't sometimes he doesn't see anymore or anything. And. I like like his friends and stuff and but I'm like why don't you like have that conversation with your buddy like and it's interesting too because we all know like some of our friends that might actually really be struggling mm-hmm. so they go drink a lot or they party a lot and they they are not like being better right and we're aware of it but it's like if that was your good friend when it, you want the best for them? So why are
1: you just allowing them to go down this path of destruction? Right. And by not saying anything, you're doing them a disjustice. I agree. And if you can't grow with your friends and if you don't want the best for them, then one, you shouldn't be in their life and two, they shouldn't exactly. want you in theirs.
0: So that's what I'm like. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, man, like that guy is a loser like I don't want to hang around losers which I totally I have had that experience too where Mm -hmm. I'm like this person's a loser I don't want to be surrounded by it which at some point you do have to like have boundaries with people um which is a whole subject in itself but also it's like then why are you continuing to entertain them when they call you and text you to go do stuff that's
1: a very weird dynamic mm-hmm. to me. So, I think one of my favorite ways to go about tough love is I like to question people and almost like plant the seed. Mm. You know, like, is that really benefiting you? Like, have you really thought about that? And then, you know, whether they answer me or not, I feel like they really start thinking about that. Yeah. And, I'm not sometimes I don't directly go out and be like you're being dumb <laughs> right but, Exactly. but I like to just make them start questioning themselves because at the end of the day people aren't going to change if they don't want to change right but if you don't point out to them half the time people do these things subconsciously right and they're stuck in the same place in the same cycle in the same friend group without even knowing it
0: yes and I think what's so interesting too is for example, when I was in high school, I loved to party and I would drink and like get crazy. And then I kind of fell into like the fitness world and that didn't really support the like drinking mm-hmm. and getting and I also like I look back too and I was like chubby and I like just didn't look very good when I was partying and stuff and then Probably I really wanted to feel good. <laughs> yeah. And I like Also, you're a teenager, so you're, like, hormone – Like, it probably is just all around not good to be drinking and being crazy. But it's part of the experience so whatever. But I remember, like, my senior year of high school, I had, like, a really hot fit (laughs) PE teacher. And I was, like, I want to be just like her. Like, that is – she's beautiful, everything. So I really got into, like, working out and, like, meal prepping and everything – well, I ended up losing, like, all of my friends. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a really weird, like, time. And I remember my friends being like, oh, like, I would go to a party and bring, like, a monster energy drink or something. I remember my friends being like, oh, like, don't give Abby a shot. Like, it's right. healthy. And it's kind of – so I was thinking about that, too, with people that try to get sober now and stuff like that is they get weird pressure from – their friends that shame them because they want to keep them in the same bucket. Right. So, anyways, I just think that's a very interesting
1: dynamic. And I too. truly think people who do that downgrade a person trying to better themselves because it makes them feel better about themselves totally because they don't want to get better. Yes. So then they'll downgrade you trying to get better so that they feel better about themselves all around. Yes. Then they're not alone and you know. Right. So that's why too, I wanted to talk about it
0: because a lot of times I see like on Facebook, um, a lot of friends I went to school with or just like acquaintances. I see they've like documented their sobriety journey, which Getting sober for a lot of people is, like, life-changing. Absolutely. Alcohol, to me, is, like, take it or leave it. I don't Mm -hmm. really care. Um, But it can be, like, make or break people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I think it is, like, interesting when they, like, their friends can't wait for them not to be sober anymore. But really, if you really were that person's homie or brother, like, family or whatever, like, best friends, you would want them to succeed Mm -hmm. and you would support them no matter what exactly yeah so anyways I just think um the friendship coddling is I don't know I I don't know how to navigate it it's kind of like a new topic I kind of thought of the other day of like are we ever being aware of how our friends keep us in check right because you
1: are who you surround yourself mm-hmm. with. Yeah, from high school to now, I've had no problem cutting out a lot of quote-unquote friends in my life. And when I look back now, I realize it's because we were on completely different paths mm-hmm. and they weren't supporting my growth. So, bye. Yeah, <laughs> I-, exactly. I don't want you in my life if you're not going to help me grow.
0: Right. And it's – another thing too is like you should change from mm-hmm. high school to in your 30s. You should be a totally different human right. being. And yeah, that absolutely. like – a lot of people, especially in Cheyenne, I'm sure it's everywhere too, they hang out with the same people they went to high school with. You're doing the same thing. You're talking about, dude, remember back in the day, man, like I, we were so good at football, bro, and it's like, dude, <laughs> the that was – in high school, Yeah, <laughs> it's a real thing, and I feel like I only bring it up not to be like a bitch about it or like a hater, but it's like you're keeping yourself small, I feel, that there is – your potential is so – limitless. But I think people like to stay coddled in their Mm -hmm. own little like friend group because it's safe. It's
1: comfortable. Right. But you're not growing anywhere. And it is scary to step out from your friend group to try to make new friends and try to better yourself and grow. It's scary because it's uncomfortable. And as humans, we don't like being uncomfortable and vulnerable. Right. But you will never grow if you're stuck in the same cycle with the same people who don't support your growth.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, And on that same note, I think it's interesting with my friends now that are my age, like late twenties, early thirties that their parents still coddle them. And that's something interesting that I recognize now having my own son Mm -hmm. and I'm interested on your take too is like parents that, still like bankroll their kids or like which me now I'm like I would never want to do that or like whatever but I'm like I don't know if Brooks would ever struggle or something of course you want to help your kids out but it's weird the more you help your kids out it
1: seems the worse off they are Mm -hmm. long term Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is yeah my dad always says sometimes you have to pull the rug out and let them fall on their face because that's the only way they're gonna learn yeah, And if you just keep constantly floating them and floating them and floating them, they, they start to expect that. Whether it's money, a place to live, like your house is a revolving door for them mm-hmm. because they think they can up and quit their job. It's like they're never getting better because you're their cushion and their yeah, safety net. They exactly. always have you to fall on. But and once you take away your their safety net, that's when true growth happens because exactly, once you hit rock bottom, there's only one way up. Exactly. So that's what I think is interesting too.
0: With like our friends that have kids now and Mm -hmm. as we get older, it is so interesting that to be aware of maybe of just like look around as your friends and like maybe yourself if you were coddled as a child, meaning like your parents, especially moms are guilty of this, are catering to your every like failure and we all got the... (laughs) like participation trophies and everything. And we weren't allowed to like feel pain or Mm -hmm. be uncomfortable, which is so destructive long term. You have to learn how to be resilient, self-reliant,
1: resourceful those are what make a successful human being. Yeah. That's one reason why I really like want my daughter to play sports is because you learn how to lose and you learn how to win and you learn success, mm-hmm. but you also learn the hard work that goes into all of that. Right. You know, you lose when you don't try. Right. And that's just exactly how life is. Right. That's
0: yeah, that is a good point. You don't get the multi-million dollar contracts if you can't Right succeed and yeah um when there's no risk
1: there's no reward right you know
0: so um anyways yeah i just thought that was an interesting topic kind of to cover is people that are for whatever reason it's like their growth was stunted by their own narrative of themselves the narrative their friends have created or the narrative that their parents created Mm -hmm. for them and it keeps them safe, but it clips your wings. Right.
1: Um, it's really, like, take inventory on your life and take inventory on the people in your life and notice, do you have people in your life that are holding you back? Right. And do you want those people in your life? Or are you that person in someone else's life because you absolutely don't want to be that friend? Exactly. And another piece of advice that I would I've heard
0: of and I thought it was great advice is someone once said would you take advice from someone you don't want to be like? And I think a lot of times, like even parents too, I mean, why, why would you want to do that? Like, why would you want to get healthy, dude? That's, oh, you're going to be a health freak now, but mm-hmm. it's like, look at your parents. Are they obese and successful and people you want to be like, Are your friends, people you want to be like in 10 years? Cause if not look around right. and you will see where you will end up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. So, anyways, just thought it was something interesting to, in retrospect, in having hindsight and foresight right now with my kid and my friends and everything, is the slippery slope of coddling and enforcing tough love.
1: And tough love's hard sometimes because. Like I said earlier, if they don't want to take it, sometimes that can really put a strain on your relationship. I know. So you do have to be careful about the way you go about it, but go about it in a way that makes them recognize, like, I'm doing this because I love you, not because I don't respect you.
0: Right. Right. Because if you truly love somebody, you do want them to flourish and thrive. So, yeah, that is a very interesting concept.
1: I think I one of my biggest pet peeves for people i'm close to is when i can see their potential but they can't see it themselves. right when i want something more for them than they want it themselves and it just it irritates me so much because i'm like why do i want this for you but you don't want it
0: i know and i've even experienced that with like my parents um where you can see their potential which is like a weird Mm -hmm. dynamic now that i think about it um And it's all in, like, their daily, like, what are you doing every day? Right. Because that's going to be the proof is in the pudding, so to say. But that is very frustrating, too, is when you can see your best friends or someone you love,
1: their potential, and they just squander. Right. Well, as a mother, as a parent, your little kids are your shadow. They're always watching you. They want to be like you. So the way you are in other people's lives are the way that they're going to be in other people's lives too. They're mirroring you. That's true. So it's really important, especially as a parent, to think about what you're doing and how you treat people because that's how you're raising your kids. How you treat yourself. Right. Yeah. Actions speak way louder than words. Yes.
0: That is, that is always true. So so anyways, just a short and sweet little um, discussion and curious if anyone um can relate to that but yeah so we will talk to you guys next
1: week about another topic of some sort so thanks guys